Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr and I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. everyone. I hope you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dance Principles United podcast. Um, It's back here. I'm on my own today. The beautiful Amanda is having an amazing day with her family, which is much, much deserved. And um, I'm excited to talk to you guys today because I wanted to bring up something that I'm very, very passionate about, and that is training our staff. And I don't necessarily mean upskilling our staff or teaching them how to teach dance or acro or whatever it might be that they um, do in your studio, but I actually mean teaching them about your school, about the things that we do in your school and letting them know, you know, how your school runs and we don't tend to do this in our industry we kind of employ a teacher and bring them in and they start teaching classes and that's it and it it baffles me that we do that because if you think about any other business i mean let's imagine mcdonald's for example can you imagine someone being coming a new employee in mcdonald's and they get the interview and yep we really love you come on in and then they walk into mcdonald's and they're like all right here's a burger off you go flip it like we'd it's crazy but that's what we do so i got to ask the question why aren't the majority of us onboarding or training our staff Uh, i do staff training religiously at my school so every single term every school holidays we do staff training and look some of my staff have been with me for 15 years and they still come to every single staff training now some things i want to tell you about staff training is i pay my staff to be there not all of them get their hourly rate because some of my staff are a very high hourly rate so i'll negotiate a day rate for them i cater the event so i always have lunch there for them um, and coffees and any other drinks that they like and that makes them feel valued and i think our staff need to feel valued and in my opinion your staff are the most important part of your business because if they aren't doing what you need them to do if they're not there making those clients and kids have the best time ever your attention's not going to be great so i guess i have to say like do your staff know your values do they know what your business is about do they know what the aim of your school is do they know what they're reaching for Do they know what the enrollment process is? So do they know how to bring a student in, how to enroll them, what they're supposed to do? Do they know how to close a sale? And I know that a lot of people don't like talking about getting someone in as closing a sale, but it is closing a sale, a hundred percent. And I think, you know, when you ask yourself those questions and look, I used to be someone who didn't do staff training in my business. And I know the difference between when I didn't do it and now is so huge. We're a team now. Um, You know, my staff, I even meet individually with my staff and we do appraisals, which isn't a scary thing. It's literally just me sitting down with them and going, okay, how are you going with this, 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 and this, and how can I support you better? So I think that's really important that staff feel supported. 
So I want to talk you guys through today, and I hope it's helpful, as to how I would run a staff training session um, and just give you some tips and tricks on that. So the first thing that I always do, and I do go into other studios and do staff training as well. So I have the same format, whether it be my studio or other studios, uh, same sort of format the whole way through. First thing I always do is talk about their goals and wins and make it about them. And I think that's a really great icebreaker and it's a great way to start it rather than starting it, you know, why are people putting your props away? Start at, you know, let's talk about your goals and wins. So I do their biggest win of the last six months, three personal goals and three work goals. And they write that down and then we do a share session. So everyone shares uh, their win, everyone shares one goal for work and one goal for personal and look, I found with this that you find out a lot more about your staff and also sometimes their work goal you have no idea and you're like wow that's a really cool work goal I once had a teacher who said her work goal was to develop a preschool music program and I was like okay cool let's totally do that and then we started this whole new musical program within this preschool department of our school and that was great it was an extra revenue stream for the school so you just never know what those goals are and sometimes that can be super exciting then I talked to them about what is the most important part of their job and you know, why do they do what they do? Why do they teach dance? What do they love about it? Just gives you an insight into how passionate they are. And they're all always really passionate, of course. Um, but it also makes them self-reflect and think about that. And the reason that I do that is because I want them to realize that they are changing lives. And what I say to my staff and to other staff is, you know, if that child comes in for their very first dance lesson and they have a bad experience and mum's like, okay, stuff this, let's go to netball instead, this dancing thing's terrible, they wouldn't have had the amazing journey that you've had through dance. They wouldn't be sitting here right now learning about staff training. They wouldn't understand that journey. And we have to value every single person as if they're you. If that was your first experience, you wouldn't be here. So make sure that you value every single person that much that you want them to stay at the studio because you know they're going to have a wonderful time. And once I've done that and explained to them how important their job is in that sense, I start to talk to them about the business side of things. So first of all, I talk to them about marketing and how getting a new student in is actually pretty expensive. Like it's it's not an easy thing to do. When we pay for social media marketing, maybe you've done some flyer drops, maybe you've, um, you know, your admin team has to talk to those people to get them actually in the door. So it can cost sometimes between 50 and $100, right, to get a student in. And then imagine then that they don't do a great job of bringing that student in or they don't close the sale and that 50 or $100 just goes out the door. You're just burning money essentially. So I think it's important for them to understand a business. And I also, I remember when I was teaching and I used to have, you know, quite big classes teaching for other people, I mean, and I'd have like 30 kids in my class. And back in the day, they were probably charged about $10 each. I was like, 30 kids, $10 each, $300. I'm charging her $40. She's making a fortune off me. And I think that's the mentality that staff have, like that, you know, businesses are making so much money. So I always tell my hot lemon tea story. I'm going to tell it to you guys and definitely feel free to use it. So I was at a cafe with my friend and I ordered an almond milk flat white, which is my coffee of choice. And she ordered a hot lemon tea. So she literally just ordered hot water with a bit of lemon in it. 
And we went to pay and the guy at the front was like, okay, that'll be five seventy five for the hot lemon tea. And she was like, what? I am not paying $5.75 for a hot lemon tea. It's literally water and a slice of lemon. That is ridiculous. And he was like, yeah, cool. Well, just to put it in perspective, I've paid for the premises that you and your friend have sat down at for the last hour and chatted. I've also paid a waitress to bring that to you. And I'm now going to pay someone out the back to wash that up so that it's ready for the next person to come in. I'm also paying myself to meet and greet you when you come in and sit you down and then to for you to leave now and say thank you to you. So now do you think it's so much? And I tell that story because, and you can go into more detail of, you know, the electricity to make the hot water and all that sort of stuff. But I tell that story because I think people who don't own a business don't understand the overheads. I know I never did until I actually owned my own business. That's when you really start to realize how much overhead there is. So I always tell them that story. And then I do this thing called jump in. Now jump in is a really fun game and it's it's a role playing game. So we actually act out parts. And I know a lot of you are like my um, teachers would never ever act out parts but I've even been to some really full-on serious you know ballet schools and stuff like that and they will still act out the roles and they, they actually get a laugh out of it it's funny but I take them down for example to my waiting area and one of them will pretend to be a child and mum and there'll be people at the front desk and the front desk is really busy and then there'll be two teachers standing there and they're just talking to each other and the child and mum walk in and everyone ignores them and they just feel awkward and have no idea what to do and then I'll say, stop, jump in. And then I'll be like, okay, someone fix this. And then one of my staff will go up to that person and go, hi, I'm I'm Shay and, you know, what are you doing today? And so it's just teaching your staff to approach that client no matter what because it's awkward to go into that new situation. I know as an adult it's awkward. Like if you go to a new gym or something like that and you walked into a class and no one said hello to you, including the instructor, you'd feel really awkward. So just about helping them to feel comfortable in the space. And then we talk about going into the classroom. What sort of things are you going to do with a child who maybe won't join in or with a child who's clinging to mum or with a, you know, there's so many different situations that you can think of. I always like to throw really fun stuff at them. Like at the end of class, the child, the teacher goes up to the child and says, oh, did you enjoy the class? And the child says, no, I hated it. Like, how do you deal with that situation? Obviously, we want them to on-sell a class, but they get really like, oh, I don't know what to say here. Um, and then the most important part, the closing of the sale. So then we take them back out to that uh, waiting area, if that's what you do. Maybe you enroll online. Maybe you. everyone has something different. It's just about your staff knowing what it is and then saying, okay, well, here's a uniform. Go and try it on or I'll get you to talk to our front desk person now. What if the front desk is really busy and she can't talk to that person? What are you going to get them to do? That's where I say, maybe try the uniform on, maybe do this. So all of those things are so important. And, you know, getting them to close that sale is so imperative that that happens then and there absolutely then and there um, if you can make that happen for your school. So jump in. It's a super fun one. Another thing that I do with my staff is goal setting. And when I talk about goal setting, there's four things. So there's setting the goals, there's measuring the goals, 
celebrating the win and sharing. And so I say to them, all right, let's set some goals for our class or classes, whatever it might be. And obviously they're gonna set those goals. Let's just do a really simple one, okay? They're doing a technique class and their goal that term is for the kids to get more flexible. How are you gonna measure your goals? How are you gonna show that those kids have got more flexible? Easy example, take photos in week one and then take photos again in week 10 and compare the two. How are you gonna celebrate the win? Okay, so the celebrate of the win doesn't have to be anything massive. It might just be saying to the kids, okay, um, we're gonna have a fun lesson or a fun 10 minutes at the end of week 10 or whatever your school does. Some schools go really out and are like, yeah, we're gonna have a pizza party or whatever. You don't have to do that. You might give them a certificate. You might, whatever the celebration is, okay? And then how are you going to share it? So this is a big one to me. I'm a big believer in we need to share what these kids are doing with our clients, the parents. And I think especially through COVID and even still now, the parents of our schools are very disconnected because, you know, they're not coming in. They're not they've been away for so long. And also if they were on Zoom, they were very connected because they were seeing exactly what their kids were doing. So we've got to be aware of that and we've got to think, all right, how can I show parents exactly what these kids are doing? I'm a big believer in Band. It's an app, it's a free app uh, and we use it and I know a lot of our tribe members now use it. um, And I think it's a game changer in any school. And every single lesson on Band, my staff post, what they've done in that lesson. So the the clients or the parents at my school are constantly seeing what their kids are doing in class and it they love it. Uh, we put band into age groups. So, you know, there'll be an eight and under age group and all the eight and under classes go into that age group. So not everyone's seeing what every age group's doing. We have a preschool band, but it's, it's a game changer and the parents absolutely love it. They love seeing what they're doing. And especially if you think about those preschool parents, that's what they get now. My little boy's at preschool and he has an app and every single day I see what he's doing with photos and updates and talking to me. Oh, he did this today. And it's an expectation of those preschool parents now that they get to see what's happening. So I think that's a really, really big one. So think about those goals for them and make sure all four things are in there. Um, And then the last thing I'm going to talk to you guys about is just making every child feel special. I think that's a really important thing for them to do. I always talk about it in staff training. I get them to commit to it, but I just talk to them about, you know, it's very easy for all of us to make that center front amazing dancer in your your class, whether it be a rec class or a troop or whatever it is. Of course, that child feels special and, you know, is we love them. But what about the quiet kid in the back? What about you know, the the other kids in that class, are they all made to feel equally as special? Is your, are your staff on board with helping everyone to reach goals in that class, not just those amazing kids in the front? Because I think that can be a real issue and, and the forgotten ones in the back don't feel connected, don't feel like they're hitting goals. And so the retention's not there, they're gonna leave. You know, I, as you all know, probably, I'm a bit of a gym addict. I love F45. And if I didn't feel like I was hitting goals every time I went there and getting better and better, I'd probably stop. But I'm lucky enough to be somewhere where they're like, okay, Beck, you've lifted 12 and a half kilos in each arm today. Let's try with 15. So 
they're always upping me and I always relate that back to kids. Kids want to feel like they're achieving things. That's why they stay. So we've got to make sure that every child feels like that. So it might be something as simple as, you know, setting individual goals for every child. It might be something as simple as saying to people, to your staff, um, you know, every single child's name has to be said in a positive way every single lesson. Maybe they have to tick it off. Maybe they have to give feedback to the parents about for five kids every lesson, some positive feedback. There's so many different ways you can do that. But I just think we need to make sure that every single child feels that. Now, I know as studio owners, you totally get that. And you're like, yeah, duh, that's so obvious, Beck. But your staff maybe don't. And it's not until you actually point it out to them that they realize that that's something that they need to do. Obviously, there's other things you can do, um, such as, you know, the expectations, talking about coming 15 minutes early to class. That's an expectation. No phones in class, maybe. That should be an expectation that they shouldn't be messaging people back in the middle of class, right? Um, Turning things off and packing up neatly. I know this sounds really obvious, but have you actually told your staff that that's an expectation? Uh, Looking professional. I think it's really important that they come in looking the part. My staff all wear complete uniform um, at my school, and that's just our thing because I do uniform the whole way through. But maybe your staff don't wear uniform, but do they still look professional and, and what you'd like them to look like and here's the thing it's it's really easy for us to get cranky with our staff when they don't do what we want but I a lot of the time I think we're not really telling them exactly what we want and sometimes we've got to self-reflect and go okay I'm cranky about the fact that you're not in appropriate attire but I've actually never told you what the attire that I expect you to come in is again like go back to McDonald's they would know exactly what they're supposed to wear from their shoes to their uniform to everything. And I'm sure if they walked in out of uniform or out of that, they'd be pulled up straight away. We are the same. Your your business is the same. You want it to have a certain feel and look about it. So if your staff aren't living up to that, you need to pull them aside and say, hey, the expectation of uniform is this or the expectation of what you wear is this. Can you make sure that you're wearing that next time, please? But make sure you're giving them the expectation. It's, it's like I said, you know, do they actually know that? Do they know that they are supposed to not be on their phone? I know in your head you're like, well, they should just know. They should, but if you actually say to them, it's it's a non-negotiable that there's no phones during class until the end when you're feel, filming for band or Instagram or whatever it might be, then that's said. And it's much easier for you to then go up to them and say, hey, Remember I told you that's an expectation. I noticed you were on your phone in the middle of class. Um, I'm just wondering what happened there. Always support your staff as well. I'm, I'm so big on saying to them, look, if you mess up, if something goes wrong, one, just be honest with me and we will work through it together. I, I made so many mistakes as a teacher at other schools and, you know, I know my staff are going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's how we deal with it that's the important part. And I think if staff feel supported in your school and feel like, you know, okay, I've I've messed up, but she's got my back or he's got my back, I think that will be a game changer for you as well. But constantly checking in with them is really important. It's 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 like a classroom, you know, if you just let that uniform go and then you don't do anything, don't do anything, and then you t- turn up one class and every 
everyone's out of uniform because you haven't actually bothered to do it the way through. Your staff are the same. If you just let it go, let it go, let it go, and then it probably gets to a point where you're going to explode and then there's this big blow up. If you just actually set it to them in the very first place that you very first saw it, then it would be fine. So last thing I'm going to say is, and I say this with love, stop avoiding confrontation. Like I think a lot of us as studio owners, and I can put my hand up and say me included, we avoid that confrontation. It's definitely something I used to do. I've worked really hard on it within myself and I I deal with things straight away now. I don't sift over it. I don't go and talk to other people about it. The second it happens, I just go and deal with it. And I think that's the key. You know, if you see that thing and you're not happy about it, just go and talk to them. You don't need to be cranky. Just say, Hey, I noticed this. Um, what, what, how can I help you to change that? Essentially, if you look at it in a different way, instead of going, Hey, you're on your phone and that's really rude. You know, what happened? How can I help you to, to not do that? Anyway, so I hope that has helped you guys a little bit with staff training. Um, I'm super passionate about it. Thank you so much for joining us on Dance Principles United podcast. If you're not on our Facebook group, our closed Facebook group for studio owners, please jump on. We are always doing lives in there. There's a lot of action in there and and we absolutely love having new studios in there um, and we love giving value. And I know Amanda and I are so passionate about all of you achieving the studio of your dreams. I hope you guys have an amazing week and we will uh, be chatting to you all soon. Bye.